0: Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Porterville Baptist Church in beautiful Moultrie, Georgia. We're so glad that you've chosen to listen in with us today. It is our hope that you will be encouraged by the Word of God and find growth in your everyday life. For more information about our church or for more digital resources, be sure to check us out on the web at OrtravilleBaptist.com. And now for today's sermon. song, had my foot tapping up here. It's good stuff. And Miss Ellen, thank you. And Miss Alice for playing this morning. Y'all did a fantastic job. And uh, I'm excited this morning to uh, to be able to preach. And uh, it seems like I was just up here a few weeks ago. I was, actually. So, and uh, today, uh, Brother Robert, he called me. It was late, late last night. And, uh, when the preacher calls you late, it's normally, he's not calling just to chit-chat, usually something's wrong, so I was reluctant when I answered it, but uh, I answered it, and he told me about Trey, and uh, so I guess uh, he needed me to fill in this morning, and uh, we as uh, Christians and believers, we need to be ready at any time to stand up and give a word, Uh, be ready in and out of season, so last night I was sitting there on the couch, I guess I was down in the bullpen, and Brother Robert walked out and called for the righty, so I'm coming in. So, y'all uh, Braves fans in here, y'all know that they uh, always used to make the bell south call the bullpen from the from the dugout. But then the coach comes out and he taps on which arm he wants the left or the right. So, y'all know I'm right-handed, I'm sure. So, and I and I enjoy baseball, so that's why I just to use that analogy this morning. Felt appropriate. So, but uh, I uh. I'm going to bring a message this morning from 1 John. If you have your Bibles, I hope you do. Turn to 1 John. and uh, I I have a a very serious message this morning, uh, which any message is serious when we open up God's Word. uh, But my heart, over the last few months, has uh, went to some different places. um, And uh, the fact that life is short... The brevity of life, and and the Word of God tells us that, that we need to be ready, you know. And uh, this morning I want to bring a message, uh, titled, um, "To be absolutely sure, to be absolutely sure that you're saved and you're ready." And uh, God never wanted us to doubt our salvation. And uh, John wrote First John that we may be sure, we may know. Okay. And I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer at this time, and then we'll get started. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. And God, I thank you we've come to this appointed time, dear Lord, where we open up your word. Dear Lord God, I am trusting in you right now to give me the strength, dear Lord, to to read your word and to share what you've laid on my heart. Dear Lord God, and I hope it goes out into this church and the Holy Spirit has full rule and reign today, dear Lord God, because... You know, Lord, we never know when our life will be over. We are one breath away. And, dear Lord, your, your word tells us that you're coming back, dear Lord, And us that are saved. And, dear Lord, those that are ready, we're anticipating that day. What a glorious day that will be. Lord, that could be today. Dear Lord, we don't know. But, Lord God, this morning I pray that as I preach, dear Lord, your word will have its, have its way. And I pray that when people leave here today, dear Lord God, they'll have full assurance of their salvation. And if they're not, that the day will be the day that they surrender their life to Jesus. We ask all these things in his precious name. Amen. Vince Lombardi is a great football coach. Many of you know football. Y'all know that name. Um, he uh, he came out one day and he had all the team gathered up. And he walked up to them and held up the football. He said, this is a football. <laughs> Old boy on the front row said, can you go over that one more time with me? And so... I say that because we need to go back to the basics. And uh, so there are two categories this morning for all of us here: we either saved or we're lost. There are one or two. You know, we there is a, that is a definite this morning. First um, John was written with the purpose that we may know without a shadow of a doubt that we're saved. And so the word "know" is used in these five chapters in First John over forty times. He wants us to know. Um, Adrian Rogers, a great pastor, uh, Adrian Rogers has passed away. I love Adrian Rogers, listen to things that he preaches. And uh, he tells a story of an elderly lady that was really sick. And he went to the hospital to visit her. And he was out in the waiting room with the family. And I believe he said the daughter said, I'm not sure if mama's ready, if she's ready to go. And he said, well, do you mind if I go in and talk with her? And she said, sure, go ahead. So Adrian tells the story. He went in and he spoke with her. He shared the gospel with her. He told her how much Jesus loved her. He told her that she could be saved if she believed in Jesus and what Jesus has done for her, that she could spend eternity in heaven. And uh, after Adrian Rogers spoke with her about the gospel, she accepted Jesus as her Savior. And he went back out, and he said he was smiling and excited to tell the family. He walked out and told the family. He said, well, she believes in Jesus, and she knows where she's going to spend eternity. And the son-in-law said, wait a minute. He said, she can only hope that she knows she's going to spend eternity in heaven. And Adrian Rogers said, oh, no, she can know. And, uh, and that's where I'm going to read this morning from 1 John 5, 11 through 13. And this is what Adrian Rogers shared with her. First John 5:11 through 13. This is what Adrian Rogers said to her son-in-law. It says, "And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. This life is in his son. He who has the son has life, and he who does not have the son does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe" in the name of the Son of God, that you may what? You may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. It's not a not a think so. It's not a guess so. It's not a hope so, but it's a no so. Salvation. And I say that this morning um, because it is, it is very, very, very serious this morning that we know that. Um, John writes in First John, uh, because believers sometimes have doubt. You know, you, you say that, well, have you ever doubted your salvation? Um, as I thought about this, doubt is sort of a backward affirmation of faith, if you think about it. If you don't ever doubt it, then you probably don't have it. If you don't ever think about it, you don't even consider it, you don't even question it, do you even have it? And so, and I know everyone in here in their life has probably thought about that before after salvation. Well, am I really am I saved? And and I want to be sure. And uh, that's a great question to ask because you want to know. Um, um, we shouldn't have to doubt our salvation. Um, and John here addresses that for that purpose because it seems like to me they had some questions about it, and we do too sometimes. And that's why First John was written that, that we would know. Uh, assurance is extremely important. Um, eternity is at stake, and we're talking about our soul, whether it will spend eternity in heaven or hell. And uh, this morning, I hope as I share some scripture from First John, uh, that today we will leave with that assurance. Um, 1 John 5.1, and I'm going to flip around a little bit in 1 John, and y'all can turn there with me if you'd like. 1 John 5.1 um, reads this. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. Jesus saves. Uh, Jesus Jesus has many names, and one of those is Jehovah, and one of those is the Messiah. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. If you'll turn with me real quick to Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, and that's the, that's the last place we're going to go, and then we're going to turn back to 1 John. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. I'll give you all just a second to get there. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, lest anyone should boast. If I had a marker board up here today on this side and a marker board on this side, on this side I would write what you're not saved by. From that scripture right there, we would write on this side what you're not saved by is self and works. Those can't save you. On this side, we would write what does save us, and that is grace and faith. Okay, um, There is a, uh, I was going to say, I, I get confused sometimes, an acronym, I believe, where you take the letters of the word grace and each of the words mean something. Is that correct? It is. So, I don't pride myself in the literature and English, but I did look this up before. I should have wrote that down. So, y'all have heard this, though. Grace... God's riches at Christ's expense, okay? God's riches at Christ's expense. And faith forsaking all, I trust Him. I hope you all write that down because that's, that's good stuff to remember when you think about those words, okay? And uh, when we think about grace and faith, okay, as um, illustration, imagine that we're crossing a stream, okay, in a rowboat. I know right now some of y'all think about fishing out of this boat. We're not fishing today. Don't go there. Don't think about what lure you're going to lose. <laughs> lose. No, that's normally what I do. I meant to say lure you're going to use. <laughs> so, but imagine crossing a stream in a rowboat. All right, think about it. Get in that rowboat. Take yourself there. There's two oars in that rowboat. I've never been in a boat like that. I've always just had one paddle. So imagine those oars. One side of the oar, okay, one of them is works, okay? One of them is faith, okay? If you're doing works all the time, what are you going to do? If you're just doing that, you're going to end up going in circles, all right? Then if you just use faith over here, and that's the only one you're using, you're going to keep going in circles. But when you get faith and works together, you're going to make it across, okay? And uh, And so as you think about that, no, we're not going to heaven in a rowboat, but we're going to heaven by the blood of Jesus, okay? We're going by the way of the cross, okay? And so we are saved by faith this morning, but our works and our will give us our testimony of our salvation. We say that this morning. You know, Paul makes that very clear. He says, I'll show you that I'm saved by my faith, okay, but also by my works and the way I live my life. It's so important that we realize that this morning, okay? And so... That there was my introduction, so now I wrote, I wrote down here that it's time. now time for the nitty-gritty. It's time to get into this, and we're going to take a test this morning, okay? And so the assurance test, and I want you to be thinking about this as I'm sharing the next three things. There's going to be a lordship test, a fellowship test, and a relationship test. And if you take the entire book there of 1 John and all of the things that John is trying to tell us, I think it sums up into these three things that we can be assured that we are saved. And so, after reading 1 John, okay, through the entirety of it, and that's what I've done as I've prepared for this, and uh, there should be some birthmarks of a child of God, okay, that we are saved. Um, The first one is the Lordship test this morning. 1 John 2... 3 through 5 says this. Turn there real quick with me. We're going to to stay in 1 John for several verses here. 1 1 John 2, 3 through 5. It says, Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. Keeping his commandments, keeping his word. 1 John 1.10 says, if we, and, and if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. None of us are perfect in here today. We all make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I am sinful, and I need Jesus to forgive me of my sin, okay, when I make mistakes. The word keep right here, I want you to think about the word keep, and we take it back here to biblical days. As I was reading this and studying this, keep is used more in like a a sailor term, like the sailors. You ever heard of keeping the stars, where you use the stars to a certain way? Some of you in here... I would never be out at night on a boat getting lost. I don't need to know where the Little Dipper is and the Big Dipper is and how to go here and go there because I'm not going to be out there, Lord willing. So, but the sailors would sail, they would sail at night and they would use the stars to guide them, okay? And you think about a sailor that done this all the time and he knew, but he got off track sometimes, right? He may, the wind may take him this way or a little storm may come through and take him over here. And so, what are, you, what are you getting at, Aaron? Well, are we keeping God's word? Okay, are we keeping it near and dear to our heart? Sure, we're going to make mistakes sometimes. We're going to get off. You know, we're not going to stay on that straight and narrow like he tells us to. We know God's word says, you know, broad is the way to destruction, but the gate to, to everlasting life and to Jesus is narrow. Okay? And as I think about this, this verse, he's saying, keep. His commandments, okay? But whoever keeps his word truly, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. And so as you think about that, you know, we're going to make mistakes, okay? But this morning I want you to realize in, in your life, the lordship test is, as Brother Robert says this all the time, when... When you get Jesus as a Savior, you get Him also as, as your Lord, as your boss of your life. They aren't to be separated. And so when you think about that, if you in your life, and this is, a, this is a personal thing that you have to ask yourself, if you can willingly sin and have no regrets and have no remorse and have no intentions of getting things right and doing the right thing, this morning, I, this is a, the tough part of a job of a pastor and a preacher or someone shares, but this morning, if this is your life, you may not be saved this morning. You know, and, that, and that's hard for us to come to terms with. Um, so, but if you willingly sin, there's no remorse, there's no regret. And, and like this sailor, he, he's a sailor, okay, and you use that illustration, he's going to get back on track. He's not going to wander off out there forever. He's going to come back where he needs to go. You know, and I think about my own personal life. And yes, I have gotten a few places I didn't need to be sometime. But I trusted God's Word. The Holy Spirit lived with inside of me. He was the Lord of my life. I got back where I needed to go, and I got back going, okay? And that doesn't mean I'm never going to get off course again, because it happens, right? But the closer we walk with God and, and, and the more we allow Him to be the boss of our life, we're not going to get way off out there and not get back. He's going to bring us back, okay? Um, so... Um the next thing I want to look at is the fellowship test. And we all know what fellowshipping is. It's something that we have missed out on over the last well, during the coronavirus and all that stuff, we were not able to meet corporately together and do things. And I missed that. I don't know about y'all, but that was a tough time for me. Y'all know how I like to come around and talk to people. I mean I can't hug y'all anymore and some of y'all really want to hug. I do. I don't call any names. Some of y'all get your feelings hurt. I can't hug everybody, but and shake hands. I mean, we do a little bit less of that, and we don't have meals and fellowship. And we're not able to meet together, and so. But do you have a desire to meet with God's people? You know the fellowship test this morning. First John three fourteen says this. Let's read. I got a few verses I want to point out here. First John three fourteen says, "We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren." Who does not love his brother abides in death. Okay, 1 John 4.20 says this. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? How powerful is that? The nature of God is love. God is love, right? His word tells us that. 1 John four seven says this: Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who love loves is born of God and knows God. You know, the fellowship test. The divine nature of God is love. Is that in us today? Do we love others? Do we love other people? Loving others and wanting to fellowship with other believers is a definite sign of salvation. You know. Um, I hear people say this and it's been over my life I've even had some family members have said this before that and y'all have heard this when I say this it's going to ring true that you don't have to go to church to be saved and it's like well God's word specifically tells us to not forsake the assembling of God's people so right there you're going against a command from God so really what you've said is null and void in my opinion you know um you know, we should want to gather together with each other. And I said that at the beginning today because being here with y'all does my heart good. And I know it does y'all's heart good. There, there are people here that we love and we care about each other. Why would you not want to be a part of that? That's a birthmark of salvation, of true salvation, is being in fellowship with others. Um, you know, the body of Christ, we, we, we know... The body of Christ has many working parts, but Christ is the head of it, right? The head of the church, he's the bride, we're the bridegroom. And you think about that as a whole, we all need to come together and we all work together for the purpose of really, you know, lifting each other up and going out and sharing the gospel and reaching others. So we've got to meet together, right? And we've got to enjoy the fellowship we have um, I love how it says here, uh, in this verse, it says, doing the commandments of God and doing those things are not burdensome. And as I thought about that, does it does it gripe you and does it bother you to do the right thing? It shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't. You know, but I know in this day and time we're trying to make... You know the right, wrong, and the wrong, right. We see that all the time. But God's word is going to always one hundred percent triumph. Anything else that can happen in this life, do what God tells us to do, and everything else will work out. You know. And so, um, so the fellowship test: do we do we do we love others? Okay. Do we have compassion for other people? That's so important. You, you think about our world now. There is so much hate in our world. It is unbelievable. And so as I think about my own life on a daily basis, are you showing the love of Christ to other people? I mean, we should be every day, you know. And uh, I know that uh, Abby has shared with me many times growing up, it was, she was always said, you know, that we are to be little Christ walking around. We are to be Christians. We, we are to be His hands and His feet. I love that song by, by Casting Crowns. You know, it says if, if uh, we are the body, why aren't our hands... Helping. Why aren't our feet going? You know, why aren't we doing things? And uh, doing those things together is important. So the lordship test in your life, the fellowship test, and the last thing I want to look at this morning is the relationship test. Salvation is vital, okay? It is a vital relationship with Jesus. How do you know you have a relationship with someone, okay, this morning? You spend time with them. You love them, okay? You you do, you know, when we think about this and if we love Jesus, we're going to spend time with him. We're going to have a relationship with him. We're going to talk to him, okay? Um, this life is in Jesus. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you don't know God. You know, we think about that Jesus is the door that allows us to get to God, Okay? And so, you know, we have people that are not saved, and they think that they are talking to God. It, it's not biblically possible, you know. And I know that's sad, but it's what God's Word says. The only prayer that God, that Jesus allows to go up to the Father is that of save me. And then after that, that communication is open all the time, which is wonderful. So that relationship is very important. Um. If we look at this passage here, um, I think this is really something that stood out to me the most out of all of this. The word is not used in a past tense, okay? It's used in a present tense. Um, It doesn't say... In verse 13 in chapter 5, it says, For these things I have written to you who believe in the name of Jesus. 1 John 5, 13. He didn't say to the ones that have believed in the past, okay? And it's like, well, what are you getting at? Well, you know, we know that when we come forward at church or we make a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, oh, that's important. That's very, very important, okay? And so I know that some people harp on needing to know the time and the date when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I know that I was 13 years old when I surrendered my life to the Lord. I don't remember what day it was. I don't remember all that. But I know that I did that. That day is important, yes. But this present day time is way more important than that was. It's how I've lived my life after I said I made that decision. You know? And I stand up here for you today. I wouldn't trust the best 10 minutes of my life to get me to heaven. I wouldn't. I'm trusting in Jesus and His blood that was shed for me on the cross. That's what I'm trusting in, you know. And so my relationship with Him is what I'm trusting in, and that alone. Is that what you're trusting in this morning? I don't know. You know, I know that sometimes we think that that God is like, like Santa Claus sometimes. You know, He's got the naughty list and the nice list, okay. And my nice things and my good things are adding up, and they're way more than my good things and bad things, but... That, you know, that's, that's not the way to look at it. We're not getting into heaven by what we do. We're getting into heaven because of what Jesus did. And so, and it's so important for us to realize that in my own life, this is really, as I prepared for this, and I thought about this last night, and it's like, well, Aaron, you didn't have a long time to prepare. Well, I have already been studying this, and I, and I shared a, a small piece of this with the youth the other night, and God knew that I was going to be asked last night to speak this morning, and this is real heavy on my heart because I want everyone to be assured that they're saved. I want that for y'all. I want that for any, anyone that's lost, you know. And so in my job this morning, you know, that God's called me to, to preach His Word and to look at these things this morning. The relationship test is very, very important, okay. Um. A man went to get... His passport it's probably better if we use he's just an old country boy he was going to go out of the country okay? and he went to get his passport and he walked up there and they wanted his birth certificate I've never got my passport but I know that's something they got to have and so they asked him we need your birth certificate he said well what do you need that for he says we got to have proof of your birth he said I'm standing here ain't I Amen. You ain't got to tell me you got saved when you was 12 or 14 or 20. You know, look at your life. Is it is it exemplifying that of someone that's saved? I mean, that's powerful. You know, as I as I think about that this morning, my heart is, I'm, I'm just, I'm overjoyed this morning, and I am thankful. You know, you say, Aaron, are you assured this morning that you're saved? Yes, I know that I am. And I don't, and it's like, well, well how do you know? Well, God's Word... It tells me right here how to know and I mentioned that earlier it has nothing to do with what I've done it's all about Jesus and what he's done for me you know? and as I think about this morning there are so many people in our world that don't even know that Jesus has come to save them you know there's still people who haven't heard the gospel you know we know that and we should be going out and telling them but there's people that have and they still ain't accepted Jesus as their savior you know for those of us that are saved it just you know it makes no sense why someone would not do that you know, um, you know, my prayer is this morning that, that God's Word goes out and it has the convicting power of the Holy Spirit's dealing with your heart. You wouldn't put it off anymore. Um, so um, as, I, as I close this morning, uh, I know Jake's going to come up and lead us in a uh, hymn of invitation. And uh, so if you want to come forward and pray this morning, if you would like to pray with me, but I want you to seriously think about your life this morning. And as I shared with these few things, you know, there's three things I hear that I've shared: the lordship test, the relationship test, and the relation, the the fellowship and the relationship test. I know this morning, do those things are they are they pricking at your heart, or, or something going on? You know, and I, and I know that uh, you know you need to get things right, you really do. And uh, I know this morning, this lesson, this this preaching with me was a very serious time, you know, and. And I just, uh, my heart is really burdened for lost people, you know, especially those people that are, that are in our church that we see every Sunday that we're sharing the gospel with and, and we continue to put it off. Um, and so I say that this morning, if, if you need to speak with me, I'll be down front. If you need to come to this altar, please, it's open. And uh, so Jake, if you'll come forward, please. And uh, I am uh, going to uh, pray for us right now and then Jake's going to lead us in a song. Dear Lord God, we just come to you right now. Dear Lord, your word is powerful and your word is true. It is by hearing the word of God. That is how we're saved. God, and through faith, dear Lord, and trusting that, Jesus, you are the only way. God, this morning, if someone here needs to be saved, I pray that today is the day of salvation. Yes, Lord.